Well, well, today's podcast is brought to you by secretions on a nurse bedding, problems with your third wife. Well, it's the third episode in the best debut LPs series, and uh, this time we're going to give it to the 90s. In my opinion, for the longest time, the best things that the 90s gave to me was free parking. But now in retrospect, it was nice to know that there were definite scenes that were happening, which brings me all the way down to the south, all the way down where the Texans are. I'm talking about all the way down to Arlington, Texas where a band was conjuring, cementing, fucking liberating. I'm talking about Pantera. Now, Pantera had a really rough start. I'd like to say their early years were pretty forgettable in the metal thrash community because the, the glam metal stuff that they were doing was arguably forgettable compared to their major label debut Cowboys from Hell came out in 1990 and that's their true debut album in my opinion because previous to that they were signed to a label called Metal Magic and with horrendous artwork came even more atrocious (laughs) and forgettable quite frankly, uh, music. But when they came back to attack, I mean, they came full force, honey. Just the album title alone, Cowboys from Hell, I mean, you imagine these metal chest-haired babes blasting this at top speed, top volume, to your local suburban home where Brenda and John are raising... uh, Johnny, <laughs> to become his peachy fucking keen self. Oh, well, well. Get ready for the medicine man, baby. Because you're going to need it. just because they had rage filled in their hearts doesn't necessarily mean that they were full of hate. These guys were some of the nicest guys you could ever have met. 
I've met Vinny, I've met Phil, and they're such nice guys. R.I.P. Dime and Vinny. Now, onto a band oh so full of rage. Rage Against the Machine. Came out in 1992, a great year for music. And this is truly, in my opinion, a concept record. It is, I'm a sucker for concept records, and it is. It just is, from the artwork to the title tracks to this, just the overall subject matter and anger throughout this entire album, honey, which is why I put Rage and Pantera back to back, honey, because if you're going to go to it, you better go through it, honey. Come on. Even the album cover, incredibly deep stuff. Vietnamese Buddhist monk who was protesting, actually, against the uh, oppression of the Buddhist religion. And the photograph, actually, it drew international attention. Kennedy even withdrew support to their government. And it just, it, it was a big deal, baby. It was a big deal. So this is clearly a deep band who had a lot to say, clearly. And people took attention to that. I respect that, honey. And to me, they were very much a hip-hop band masked in a metal context. Because this is some serious blending, honey. What a protein shake, ain't it? Oof. This track is called Bomb Track. It's doing a good job on revenue up, right? take you to another concept record, a hip-hop great. This is the Black Beatles, baby, of hip-hop. Wu-Tang Clan, 36 Chambers, baby. Enter the Wu-Tang. Genius, genius, genius. I mean, not only do I really love where RZA's sampling was coming from, but honestly, the concept record itself, you know what I'm saying? The, the, the battle of the mind, the chess boxing, you know, the, the way that he would incorporate a great film, great philosophies within the film, and project that in a musical medium. I just, I loved, I loved the squad. I loved the feeling of a tribe. I loved it. I mean, you got a squad like RZA, honey. You got a squad like Jizza, honey. The genius, honey. You got Method. You got Old Zari, honey. Dirty is probably my favorite thing that happened to hip-hop. He is the reason why I even dived 
deeply into the world of hip-hop. He is the Kate Bush of hip-hop, shall we say. He is the art rocker. He is a complete performance artist, and I love the shit out of Old Dirty. All right, so we got Dirty Honey. We got Raekwon, darling. We got the ghost face. We got the inspector. We got the discipline. I mean, we cannot, you know? Come on. These are the disciples of hip-hop, my dear. Now let them give you the testament, honey. Let me give you one of my favorite records on this album. Shame on the nigga. Try to run game on the nigga. It's some geniusness, honey. This record is about don't be playing a team. Don't be playing a brother, honey. Because that's, there is no loyalty in this world anymore, is there? Tell them dirty. Shame on the nigga who tried to run game on a nigga Who's butt wild with the trigger Shame on the nigga who tried to run game on a nigga Who's butt side fuck ass up Yo, hot one, hot two, hot three, hot Old dirty bastard live and uncut Styles unbreakable, shatterproof to the young youth. You wanna get gun? Shoot! Blah! How you like me now? Don't fuck the style, ruthless wow. Do you wanna get your teeth knocked the fuck out? Wanna get on it like that? Well then shout! Uh, your razor, your razor, hit me with the major. The damage, my clan understand it, be flavor. Gunning, coming, coming at ya. Now, fun little fact they didn't have much money, so when they were recording like eight or nine people in the studio, in a small studio, they kind of had to maneuver this. And in order to figure out who was going to rap over versus beats, they did rap battle sessions. And there was actually a track that was going to surface on 36 Chambers, but it didn't. It ended up surfacing on Method Man's rec uh, debut record. Um, and, and the record's called Meh versus Chef. It's a great record, too. And I just think that competitive nature could also bring out the best in you. So Rizza had a lot of great Eastern philosophy that he was dropping down onto his fellow brotherhood. And I really respect him for that. Now on to another brother who dropped something magical again in the magical year of 1992. <laughs> the Chronic, honey. Dr. Drizzy, honey. Cannot say that this is not another quintessential, but uh, while we're on, we, we went East Coast, now we're going West Coast, and, you know, Dre really knew how to blend the world of soul samples, but also funk samples, and make that gangsta funk hip-hop vibe that everybody started to associate with Dre. And uh, honestly... The Chronic, full of phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. And he's alongside his brother Snoop on this one, doing some magical magicianry. I, I mean, I'm sure everybody knows this record. I don't really need to talk too much about it. I just got to give you some of this killer, honey. So I'm going to give you one that I really love on it called Little Ghetto Boy. Now, he probably took 
this title from the Donny Hathaway record. In fact, I know he did because he, he sampled some of Hathaway's chorus where he sings that little ghetto boy. What you gotta do when you grow up and have to face responsibilities. So he took that and he blended it with a little bit of Gil Scott, honey, which shows to me that he is a conscious, conscious spirit. So let me just give you some samples, baby. Wake up, jumped out my bed. I'm in a two-man cell with my homie, little half dead. Murder was the case that they gave me. Dear God, I wonder, can you save me? I'm only 18, so I'm a young fuck. It's a ride if I don't scrap, I'm getting stuck. But that's the life of a G, I guess. Essays way deep, shank two in the chest. Best run, cause brothers is dropping quicker. Uh, too late, damn. Down goes another nigga. Bouncing off the walls, throwing them dogs, getting that rep as a young hog. It ain't nothing like the street life. You better be strapped with your shank, cause ain't no fist fight. So I guess I got to handle mine. Since I did the crime, I got to do my time. I mean, this is original rider music right here, honey. This is meant for your hydraulics, honey, for those ups and downs and swerve me all arounds. <laughs> anyway, Dre had an ear. What can I say? He knew exactly what he was doing. And one of my all-time favorite tracks in hip-hop was produced by uh, Mr. Dre. And I just got to give you a little sample, honey, because you cannot do this bass line any wrong. Come on, honey. I know you know this one. Let's go. One, two, three into the four. Snoop Doggy Dog and Dr. Dre is at the door. Ready to make an entrance, so back on up. Cause you know we're about to rip shit up. Give me the microphone first so I can bust like a bubble. Compton and Long Beach together, now you know you in trouble. Ain't nothing but a G thing, baby. Too low death niggas, so we're crazy. Death Row is the label that pays me. Unfatable, so please don't try to face this. But uh, back to the lecture at hand. Perfection is perfected, so I'ma let them understand. From a young G's perspective And before me digger the bitch I have to find a contraceptive You never know she could be earning her man And learning her man And at the same time burning her man Now you know I ain't with that shit lieutenant Ain't no pussy good enough to get burned while I'm offended yeah. Alright, while I'm on this subject of 90s hip-hop And Dre and Snoop I gotta say Snoop also put out a phenomenal album For his debut album I mean Doggy Style was another great concept record that had amazing intros and little skits in there. But I don't want to go too much on 90s hip-hop right now because this is becoming best debut albums of hip-hop. But I do want to say another album with some really great fun tracks on it. I mean, Jesus and Hustlers is probably one of my favorite tracks 
on there. But I'm going to give you a fun one. I'm going to give you one to kind of dance on. You had some rage moments. You had some, you know, sexy rider music. And now we're going to give you something to funk your hip with. Honey. Once again, Dre slapped his beats on there, slapped some stank on there. But not just that. With this track that I'm going to give you, Ain't No Fun, we had Brother Nate Dog singing it. And we had Warren G. We had Corrupt. We had a cesspool of good times, baby. Let me give you some of this thing. The Jack Off Hour. This is DJ Easy Dick. On the balls right now, something new by Snoop Doggy Dog. And this one goes out to the ladies from all the guys. A big bow wow wow. Cause we gon' make it a little misty here tonight. This is DJ Easy Dick on the station that slaps you across your fat ass with a fat dick. When I met you last night, baby Before you opened up your gap I had a respect for your lady But now I take it all back Cause you gave me all your pussy And you even licked my balls Leave your number and I promise, baby, I'll give you a call Next time I'm feeling kinda hungry You can come on over and I'll break you off Alright, I know I said I wasn't gonna do any more hip-hop But I just had to squeeze this one in there Because to me, this guy was like free jazz His style of expression It had improvisation in there, sure but more in his inflection than his expression, honey. Because the stuff that he was saying, his lyricism was a lot more complex than anybody at that time. And honestly, he wasn't really that showy or technical about it. It was more like just smooth jazz to me. He sounded so effortless, so soulful, you know what I mean? And honestly, I know it sounds cheesy, but he was storytelling uh, in, in such a groovy, prophetic way. You know what I mean? He would incorporate some tones of religious context. It was honestly what created this epitome of New York hip hop. This realism, this element of realism. And honestly, he was, I think to me, the dawn of that. And, uh, of course, he's continuing his legacy on and on. Of course, I'm talking about Nas. Illmatic, honey. 1994. And I'm going to give you a record that I think is one of the greats on there. It's the last record. Ain't hard to tell. And it ain't that hard to tell, honey, that Nas was a damn king. Sneaker Uzi on the island and my army jacket lining Hit the earth like a comet Invade 
Asian Nazis like the Afrocentric Asian Half man, half amazing Cause in my physical I can't express through song Delete stress like Motrin Then extend strong I drink my wet with Medusa Give us shotguns in hell From the split that I lift and inhale It ain't hard to tell It ain't hard to tell at all We all love MJ I appreciate that sample But it's kind of crazy to me That he wrote this record at 18 Just because of this content The content within it is very uh, whiz, full of wisdom, Johnny. Anyway, the new record that I'm going to talk to you about is from a little band in Bristol, darling. Bristol, that's where it's at. Still is where it's at, to be honest, because there's a lot of great artists and just the whole kind of community there is phenomenal. Anyway, Trip Hop, that's a whole community within itself. I mean, Tricky and Massive Attack, Chiba, Portishead. I mean, come on, baby. Come on now. But this has to be one of my favorite acts within Bristol ever, of all time. And there's just a lot of sadness in her voice. You could tell that Beth Gibbons has lived and lived through a lot and seen a lot. Definitely an isolated soul. She excommunicates herself from everybody when she writes. And uh, I, I kind of like that process. I, I really relate to that. But not just that too, darlings. The fact that this was... A record that was a slow burner really escapes me. I, I don't understand how that was to be the case. But, you know, it's funny, within this decade, it really started to flourish and gain a lot of, of its glory. It did quite well in England and in Europe, though. It's just the West End that was kind of in a coma at that time for, for Portishead. But, alas, these are sour times. You know, the perfect artist to kind of segue into this would be Bjork because her debut album that came out in 93 was very much within this context of trip hop and electronic pop, a little bit of jazz, even some house dance stuff going on in certain tracks. But honestly, dear, this was a phenomenal debut album for her. And it still is one of her, I think, her biggest selling album in, in Canada and the U.S. But uh, I'm not going to give you what everybody wants to hear. Okay, Venus as a boy or human behavior. I'm going to give you something a little bit more deep cut that I think you might enjoy just as well. It's a record, which, by the way, I love the, the, album, the, the song title. The song title is Play Dead. Very Bjork fashion. Björk, 
Björkfärs. a Bond professor, I have my PhD in Bond music, I must say that is a cut that definitely could have made it in a Bond film, absolutely. Anyway, I'm going to give you another artist that did actually make it in the Bond memorabilia, the Bond familia, garbage, really great, great debut album as well. They were heavily pushed by major labels, so they were able to get everybody onto the record, uh, opening for Smashing Pumpkins and doing all that phenomenal, critically acclaimed step-by-step -step programming. It was a great debut because Butch Vig and Steve Marker, they had a studio in Wisconsin and they were really starting to conjure up a sound that they they were just looking for the right person to fit the sound and thankfully they found a baby girl shells a little shellsy um <laughs> this beloved scottish right my god this this whole concoction was just too perfect a little too perfect with this rock hip-hop electronic Fusion, I mean, it's just beautiful. It's like indie, where indie meets uh, trip-hop and pop, and it's exquisite. It's the perfect 90s sound, honestly. And I'll just give you a record that I'm sure everybody knows. It's called Queer, and the reason why I'm giving you Queer, darling, is because it's Happy Pride Month, so fuck it. Let's hip-hip hooray, you gays. Fine. <laughs> 
So for the last artist of the day, a lady of soul, Miss Erica Badu, honey. I, I definitely am on that Baduism aura, mantra. She's just going around giving everybody soul a hickey, honey. She's voodoo for the man and soul. I love it. She's truly a conscious being. She a Pisces, after all. <laughs> but the thing is, my darlings, she knew exactly who she was, too, and knew what she wanted to say as well. And she knew uh, the sonic template in which she was going to arise and become. And honestly, this album, incredibly, I mean, critically acclaimed and all that, she won the Grammy for it, blah, blah, blah. But phenomenal production, phenomenal essence, it was on Motown. I mean, need I say more? Let me just give you the cocktail. And then, you know, you can uh, stroke your cock and wag it like a tail. Who gave you permission to rearrange me? so many great things that came out of the 90s, honestly, musically. The Fiona Apples, baby. You know, that's nutritious. Them apples a day, honey. That's what they say, honey. <laughs> the Lauren Hills, because, you know, you got to run up those hills all the time. Get your exercise in. The Jeff Buckleys. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. But, you know, I just, I really, I really have to say. This episode was brought to you by non-lubricated condoms and questionable old men that aren't reading any books in the libraries but are staring at students scribbling away. Until next time.